Hello, everyone, and welcome to EKG. I'm Edgar. And I'm Sister Kathleen. And welcome to our very first episode. How exciting, Sister Kathleen, no? Yes. This has been something that's been exciting for us over the course of years, but now we're going to spread it and go out further. Yes, yes, that's true. Um, this is our first episode. Uh, it's something that we've been wanting to do and have been on, on my heart for a while. Uh, and really, we're just doing what Sister Kathleen and I do whenever we have a chance to talk, which has been uh, scarce during these times. Yes. Uh, and when we do talk, it's even longer the times that we talk because we have so much to catch up on. Right. And Edgar and I just, over the course of years, have, have developed a way of sharing our faith through our conversations about faith and our relationships with uh, Jesus and, and God and, and the community. So we wanted to share that with you. You know, Sister Kathleen and I have been working together, I think we're going on six years. Yes. I think five or six years around there. Uh, Sister Kathleen has been a great mentor for me, and then she's uh, shown me what, what the religious life is all about, which is really neat. Uh, uh, she has not actually been the, the first behind-the-scenes religious life that I've seen. Uh, my aunt is a sister of the love of God, and I grew up with, the, with, the, with that congregation down in my hometown in Porterville, so I was able to see just how, how human sisters are. <laughs> uh, so it's really neat. And so when I moved away from Porterville and I came to Fresno, and I found that community again in Sister Kathleen and in other school sisters of Notre Dame. Hi, Sister Bridget, Sister Andrea, and Sister Stephanie. And I know there's more. Jill. Jill. There we go. That's right. Hi, sisters. Um, so it's really neat. So it's really neat. So it's kind of, actually, for me, the way I look at it, I was picking up a relationship that was missing a little bit in my life with, with the school sisters of Notre Dame, which is really interesting because they're both related to schools. Uh, right. <laughs> and, and since I've been a, a, a teacher for about 50 years, I've always been interested in, in younger people and, and how they help, help me grow in my faith and also how I can learn from them and grow in my, my faith and then share my faith with them and hopefully help them to grow. You know what Pope Francis has said, uh, in Christos Vivit actually, is Christ is Alive, that's his letter to, um, to young people and the people who work with young people. He says, uh, young adults the, is not only age range, but a, 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 a set of mind, a mindset, right? And I really think that applies to Sister Kathleen and many others. But specifically, I was thinking of Sister Kathleen when, when I read that. Because I was like, yeah, that's totally, it's a, it's a mindset. So now when I, when I invite people to young adult events or something, I always throw that in there. Because everybody always second guesses, can I come? Like, who, who, who can come to these events? And I always say, and those young of mine. Because Pope Francis said so. That's right. Because <laughs> Pope Francis is really a mentor for me because he is comfortable with every age level and seems to enjoy them and so I feel like I try to model myself after him and how we can move out into the community. With this time that we have right now where we've been in lockdown, uh, it's been harder and harder to connect with people. Uh, as Edgar alluded to in the very beginning uh, in talking about we haven't seen each other because we haven't been allowed to come into the building or anything. So this is why we're branching out now because this is a way to share with you that you can have these conversations. 
Yeah, and that is so important. That's what we want to talk to you about today. How our conversations have worked, how we've gotten into this, and where we want to go with this. Um, so Sister Kathleen and I, we we stumbled upon this accidentally, and it took, I'd say, years until we really dissected it of what we were doing. doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, because as, as probably many of you, you are stopped in the hallways, and you have these passing conversations, and, and they're good conversations. Well, well most of them are. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think for Sister Kathleen, we, Sister Kathleen and I, we would stumble across each other, and, and we would just start conversing. And it would, wouldn't always start in a spiritual way, but it would always end up in a very spiritual manner. Right. And, and we would go deeper and deeper in sharing the realities that come from each of us in our connections with God and with the community. And uh, I would always leave from our conversations with uh, a deeper knowledge of how God is w working in the world. You know what? It's funny because I would leave thinking, okay, I think that made sense. I'm on the right track. Because <laughs> I, yes. I think after you know, years of this and actually looking into our conversation of what we were doing, I, I leave and I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. Okay, <laughs> the, the things I've been sharing with myself or with others uh, about my faith is I'm not way off. You know? And that's very difficult. Actually, yesterday, uh, Wednesday with our Wednesday student nights, we had a pretty deep conversation about faith and reason. We were looking at St. Thomas Aquinas, great saint, you should look him up. Um, and we, I asked at the very end, because we broke into small groups and we shared pretty, pretty intimately of some doubts and some places where reason may have be an obstacle of our faith. And I asked him at the end, have you ever had this conversation with anybody? And 85% of them said no, you know, right. uh, which, is, which is in my mind, in my opinion, dangerous because then you sit with these thoughts on your own. You know, and, and then that that could be a dark place sometimes because we do not have all the answers, right. and uh, and unfortunately, I think the church has a way to go to educating uh, and critical thinking of our faith in, in young people and actually all people. Um, and so yesterday, I saw a deep change in the energy on Wednesday night because they were having a heart to heart, the Saint uh, John Henry Newman's motto, right? A heart to heart conversation of faith, of vulnerable, honest faith conversation. It was really neat to see. It's not only neat to see, but it's, it's also, uh, it's a way in which we grow in our faith. You know, I'm a lot older than Edgar. I know I don't <laughs> sound like it probably, but I'm a lot older than Edgar. And, you know, sometimes you get to those dry spots in your life and, you know, you think, is this it? And uh, where do I go from here? And yet the energy that gets exchanged when god is in the middle of that conversation mm. is is really uh wonderful and i walk out feeling a lot younger than i did at other points in my life or maybe when i was hitting that dry spot mm. so um i imagine in my own mind going back and what were the conversations that were happening when the early christians in the first maybe 20 years after jesus what did they how did they share that his life and his teachings with each other so that they became real and, and continued. And you know, that's been going on for 2000 years within this church. And so we got into putting 
faith life in one compartment and then our yeah. real life out in the yeah. real world. And what our really calling is, is to bring the real life, which is the life of God in us, into the world so that wherever we go, we have these conversations. Yeah, uh, in our young adult Bible studies, we've, we've shared many times of how we box our faith. You know, mm -hmm. we box our faith in, mm -hmm. you know, God, stay here, don't come out here. You know, I'll keep you in there. So that's really true. And I think in our conversations, I've been able to discover that God really is everywhere. And you've helped me see that in, in your faith sharing when, when we talk, you know. Uh, sometimes I'm like, oh, I've never thought of a, a spiritual moment, you know, waiting for the red light or something. Because we'll share stories like that. Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess so, you know. Um, the other major thing is also going off of Pope Francis' letter that Christ is alive to young people. Uh, he talks about intergenerational friendship. Mm -hmm. that needs to be had. Mm -hmm. um, and this is another, not that I have an astounding amount of friends, or let alone intergenerational friends, but I think this is, a, what we have here, Sister Kathleen, is intergenerational friendship, and how important that is. Right. Um, be, because it's an exchange of ideas, uh, as some different exchanges of mannerisms, of the way we socialize, right? right. It's, it's, it's different. Um, we, there is an obvious age difference between us but I think this is something beautiful because when I share about our conversations with others if I have in the past years it, it's something like wow Edgar you that's really neat that you have this type of friendship with right. sister Kathleen and you know it took me a while to say to acknowledge that this was a friendship uh, between you and I because yes. you don't you, I, I don't think society really tells us to you should have friends who are older and it's okay to be friends well and I think in reality Society doesn't um, really value friendship, you know, mm, okay. and especially when I talk with the young people. Um, when when I talk with them, they don't think that about having a friend that's a lot older than them, or they don't think. And I don't want they don't want to hang out with me, and I don't want to <laughs> hang out with them. It, it, it's, that's a little weird, but you know, but to to really have people that become your confidant become your uh, someone that you can dialogue with, that, that you can grow, that stretches you. And it works both ways. It really does work both ways. And so that's how the community remains alive, is mm -hmm. that it cross mm -hmm. generations and even cross um, ways of worship, way, uh, ways of praying and sharing all of that. That enrich, we, whatever we learned as a child, Sometimes we have to, we evolve in that spiritual life and and we grow and and the pot gets richer the more we share. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and and uh, right there at the end, you said the way we share. Number one, I felt comfortable enough with you, and you felt comfortable mm -hmm. enough with me to share. Exactly. And, and that's a huge uh, piece of the puzzle is that we are feel comfortable enough to share. Um, and I think that's what we're trying to do here in the community, at least within the young adult ministries that I oversee. That's the that's probably the number one priority that I have is to create a community, a safe space to where people can share openly without judgment and to know that, you know, 90 percent of the time their concerns or their questions is someone else's concerns and questions. Right. Um, yeah. And what about now, Sister Kathleen? How important you the other day we were talking about this. How important is it to have these engaging moments, these social moments during this specific time? Well, I think we're, it, it, it's a hard time. We, we've been, I use the word lockdown because that's what 
you know, everybody calls it lockdown, but you miss the interaction. You miss the laughter. You miss the sharing of stories, uh, joking around of, of really, and or saying, you know, I really found this article and it's great and it's sending it out. So to ha continue to have these conversations and we may have to do it in different ways. Podcast is born out of this yeah. need for yeah, us yeah, to yeah. continue talking. You know, Zoom. I didn't know anything about Zoom, and now I'm Zooming everywhere. You know, <laughs> I feel like Harry Zooms. Potter. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, all of this, especially at this time, we have to keep these connections where it isn't we're alone hmm. by ourselves. And that also enriches my prayer life. Uh, I have... So many more. I take time now because I'm alone mm. uh, to really go deeper into the prayer life and to to bring in here. He's a new dad, uh, a yeah, couple yeah. months, you know, and it was a rough beginning for you. And yes. so to be connected with Edgar in the birth of that little boy and to 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 walk with you through my prayer, through mm -hmm. comments, through texting to find out. Uh, same with Christina and her children and Jenna. Yeah, so that yeah. all of that it becomes uh, an enriching, it enriches my life too. It's it's family. It's faith family. Yeah, it's overall right now that you say that, the word that comes to my mind is accompaniment. Yes. And that's a huge thing Pope Francis has been pushing since his election in 2013, right? right. Accompaniment. And that's really been driven into my heart now. How do I accompany those in my community, not just young adults, right? right. But all of you within Newman Center within the Diocese of Fresno, within the Catholic Church. That's the beauty of our church, mm -hmm. right? We can walk with each other, especially now with this age, uh, day and age, all the tech and everything. We, there's more reason, there's not a reason that we cannot walk with each other, right? Um, you know, our, our desires for this podcast, uh, we, we came up with three of them, really. Uh, things that, that we saw in our conversation that came up naturally, and, and we hope to pass this along to those who are listening to this. Uh, and one of them, the first one we like to, to, to introduce is to push you, to push mm -hmm. one another within our faith. Tell us a little bit more, Sister Kathleen, because I think you did a good job explaining that. Okay. Um, we do have to grow. And sometimes I think we get a, a caught in, um, this is the way it's always been done. Hmm. And I keep saying to people on staff or when we have staff meetings, if we don't come out on the other side of this better and different, Everybody wants to get back to normal. And then you hear the words new normal. Uh, but we're learning how to be church outside of being able to be in church, looking at the back of mm -hmm. someone else's mm -hmm. head. Mm -hmm. And we're learning how to engage with one another in, in new ways. And so that pushes me. It'll, I hopefully push you. And that if you like this, you could suggest topics you could suggest yeah, things that absolutely. we're doing and you can do the same thing and don't be afraid to do the same thing we're theologizing mm. we're we are are growing our our theology we're studying god by our through in and through our own experiences through our conversations, our conversations. and that's something you introduced to me i was like yeah i guess we are theolo theologizing right mm -hmm. now just simply by speaking to one another uh but yeah to, to, to push I think, Sister Kathleen, when we're setting all this up to record all this, you're, this is a push for you, yeah. this technology. Oh, oh Lord, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, and for me, the way I would describe being, being pushed is new concepts, new ways of thinking or looking at my faith at a different angle that I was not before, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
and, and holding back my initial judgment, you know, because right. uh, that's instinctive in me and I want to do that right away. But those are the different things. Introducing new things is a push for anybody at any time, right? Yeah. So we hope this does that. Sister Kathleen also uh, alluded to the second point is to engage. Uh, one of the things that I get out of our conversations, and we've talked about it a lot already, is how we were engaging one another. Right. But not not just not just superficially, we were getting to the heart of each other. Right. You know, we were opening up. We were thank God we've been we were able to be vulnerable and honest with right. each other. Right. And I thank you for that, Sister Kathleen, that that you yeah. trust me enough to do that. Um, but I think that is that is ground shaking for a friendship. And I think, and you said it earlier too, society maybe doesn't promote friendship in that way. Right. Not a heart-to-heart friendship. Right. Yeah, right. yeah I, I really do think I've learned so much from young people, from you, Edgar, from, you know, uh, just some of the, I, some of the students I had in the past now come back and, and mm-hmm. want to connect. And I said, that it keeps me young. It keeps me on my toes. It keeps me learning. It keeps me, how do I present this Jesus to them in this time and place? And, and that's really um, engaging for me. And the last point, and I think the one that comes more naturally to us, is to have fun, right? Yes. To have fun through this podcast, to have fun through our faith, to have fun at work, and what we do with our faith and the way we evangelize. Right. The way I see it, for me personally, I like to think of myself as a fun guy. Maybe others might disagree, <laughs> but, but I like to have fun because that's when I'm most happy, right? right? That's where I'm more open to things and that's why I want to encounter others is when I'm having fun. So a lot of the things that I do selfishly is, will I have fun doing this? You know, am I going to enjoy this time? Right. Obviously, this podcast is something that I love. Uh, this, this way of, of, of this medium, right, I think it's, it's, it's obviously growing and people listen to at least one podcast. But I think this is something fun for me to do. It's engaging for me. Um, but also with our faith, a lot of the times, the first thing people think about Catholic or Roman Catholic Christians is not fun, right? And I think I really want to work on that stereotype because the Catholics that I know and love, and especially those who come to Newman Center and the different places where I've gone to worship, they're fun people, right? I think a lot of times we forget. We're, we're people of joy. We're people of the resurrection, right? Yeah. It's a big deal. Well, and, and I appreciate that I can be myself and not the stereotypical nun who carries a ruler. Carries a ruler. <laughs> I never did. Um, I never ran into one who did. But you know that I can be who I am because my call came to me. God didn't call me to be a little mini stereotypical nun, a template. So uh, we do laugh a lot and we do carry on. And so we hope that this is enjoyable for you too. Yeah, uh, this is something new for all of us here at the Newman Center. We'll be trying. Um, We're looking forward to it. We're excited. We thank you that you even listened this far into it. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully. Let us know if you did. We'd like to know. Um, And, you know, hopefully this is just something that's just getting started. Yes. This is what we want to do. We're meant to be, to walk in our journeys together, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, God and the relationship with Jesus Christ is personal, and it always will be, right? Because right? right. at, the, at the time of judgment, it's you and God, right. right? No one else. So it is a personal aspect, but we are meant to be in community, right? Even Jesus had those 12 apostles and at points 5,000 other people that walked with them. 
Well, and, and my image of that end time is we're going to walk into the Trinity, which is community. Amen. Which is a good topic that we will have to, to circle right. back on after right. that. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us for our very first episode of EKG. And if we didn't mention it before, that's Edgar, Kathleen, and as always, we leave room for the Holy Spirit, God, the G there. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us once again. Until next time.